0: Before we start this episode, I thought I'd tell you that I've got a new book out. Yes, another one. This one is to help coaches supercharge their coaching capability through reflective journaling. Coaching Journal, a guide and journal, walks you through the process by, well, providing you with a guide and some structured reflective models. So pop over to Amazon and get this quick, practical and insightful book today to start your journey towards a more successful professional practice. What would you put in your backpack if you had a new coaching engagement but could only take a limited number of items? Each week, the coach's backpack looks at the multifaceted world of coaching and asks a new guest to tell us what they would take with them and why. Hi, I'm David Lowe, and this week we're taking a peek inside the backpack of Mark Asquith from Captivate Podcast Hosting. Welcome, Mark.
1: Thank you very much, David. Pleasure to be
0: around. Thank you. And, And the first challenge I've got for you, Mark, is... How would you describe what you do
1: in under 20 words? Um, I'm the founder of Captivate Podcast Hosting. We're a software platform and we help podcasters to grow and distribute their podcast and engage their audience. Brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: Well, look, here's the main challenge, Mark. You've been asked to coach a new client, but you're limited to what you can take with you. So you've got your essentials, you've got your clothes, your toothbrush, uh, and you're allowed to take, in addition to those, one book, One tool, technique, concept, method, approach, whatever you want to call it. One other item of your choice, plus one person from the past or the present to accompany you. So what and who would you take with you
1: and why? Because the vast majority of people tend to get too hung up in their own head. And, and I think everyone's guilty of this, the old classic trope of working in and not on the business. Like it's just a classic business trope. I think that most people struggle with. Um, and then anytime you have to do any coaching, which I've not done for a while. Um, and a lot of it is startup mentoring that I tend to do. So thinking of those people, a lot of them are still doing the day to day, apart from you know they're not working on actually growing the business. So I'd I'd, I'd focus on something like the E Myth revisited in terms of the book and really kind of help them to get out of their own head and get outside the business a little bit, a bit and look look more inwards towards it. The person that I'd take it's probably a little bit cliche, but I would take someone like a Steve Jobs, um, and I'm, I'm saying that just because I've I've just revisited some of his his work, um, some of his more personal work, some of the speeches that he's done, and some of the um, the difficult questions that he's had to answer on stages uh, across the world. The reason that I'd take Steve Jobs, and and it's just a very obvious answer because he's Steve Jobs, but a very specific reason for taking Steve Jobs is that he focuses on excellence in experience. And I think when you put the two together, the old E-Myth Revisited, the Michael Gerber book, and and the whole work on the biz, get out of it, let's look at process and systems, let's look at how we can really... Um, step out as a founder, and you put together this excellence in experiences, I think when you put those two together, you end up with a much more capable mindset for achieving whatever the vision is that you've got. I think without those, sometimes you can just get through the tactics, you can just get through the days, you can just get through, um, you know, the the usual rigmarole of having a business. Um, so Steve Jobs, and Emis Revisited by Michael Gerber. I'm not familiar with the book. Is there a nugget from the book, or is there a summary of the book you can give us? If anyone else hasn't read it, yeah, it's pretty much where that whole work on the business, not in the business, idea comes from. And the idea is that you know, if you if you're so busy doing the day to day, you know, you can walk away at the end of the day at five o'clock and walk away and think, you know, what, I've had a great day. And you can, have, you can have a, a very productive day yourself. You can do great work yourself and personally feel very fulfilled from it. But often that doesn't, that, that doesn't equate to, nor does it result in actual results for the business because you're not seeing what's going on. You're not necessarily able to step away from it and look, but the processes that aren't as efficient as they could be, or the opportunities um, and, and, and the number of, especially as a solo business founder or as a startup founder working within a small, uh, small, small startup team, you are very often wearing several hats and it's what hats can you shed and when? Um, And I think that is very, very important. And even if you are wearing one hat and you're wearing another hat the day after and you're wearing another hat the day after, if you're the marketing manager and the founder and your person doing the actual content creation or you're doing the production of something or the build, if you're doing everything, it's understanding which bits are vital, which bits you have to do and so on. So that, you know, that it's a range of concepts, but the, the overall takeaway from that is that it will help you to understand that you are more than the sum of the work that you achieve every day and your business needs more from you than that. And it's usually you as the founder being outside. Like I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I've got a company called Rebel Base Media. It's no surprise. You know, this is this is like Luke and Leia and the droids at the end of Empire. You know, they're outside of the galaxy, looking in on the galaxy as opposed to being in the fight. Um, so that's that's always the analogy that I like to make because I'm a geek, but yeah, it's a, it's a great book. And I think everyone, Personally, I think everyone in business should read it like once every five years just to act as a bit of a true north, you know, keep your back checked in in line with things. So, yeah, Emiss Revisited, highly recommended.
0: I'm sure i uh, get reading that
1: myself. So what else is going in your backpack then, Mark? Do you know what? It's a, it's, this is like so obvious. Stick a bloody whiteboard in there. <laughs> a whiteboard and some pens. Do you know what I'd also do as well? I'd I'd start to take some of the sort of the frameworks that we've used over the years um, with me as well. So I'd start to take things like um, we've got this triple I principle that we work on, especially with, you know, sort of linking up with people that have um, bought into this e-myth sort of style. Um, I developed a framework a few years ago, which is called this triple I principle, which is a productivity thing. I don't really talk about it much because it's, you know, I'm not a productivity coach. I'm, I'm a SaaS founder in podcasting, but you know, back in the day, I used to talk on this all over the place. And um, this principle is really about how you as a business owner can sort of wear all those hats, but still achieve the things that you want to do. So I would, I would always, regardless of, of what the, the outcome of the coaching is, I always like to break down what's going on with someone, you know, what are they spending their time on as a business owner, as a founder, as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, whatever they are, and just record the time. You know, spend a couple of days recording the time, deeply recording it, and then categorize it into three distinct uh, subsets. So these are the triple I's that I talked about. Any task in your business, any task in your life, in my opinion, can be broken down into three specifics. The first specific is the integral tasks. Second specific is the important task. The third one, the interesting tasks. And I think if you can if you can start to categorize things, and be fairly brutal with yourself. You know, what you might think is integral is actually just something that you find interesting. It's not integral. You know, we, we built a global design agency 10 years ago without a website. It was interesting to build a website, but it wasn't integral, you know? So it's it's that kind of thing. And I, I always like to do that. And I, I, I always, you know, if you, if you think about being an entrepreneur, or a founder or whatever it is that you are, however you term yourself, you know, your time's limited. You're wearing all these bloody hats. You know, your time is really, really limited. So how do you achieve the most from your days without, without just feeling busy, being able to say, do you know what? I know that my brain works best on a morning. Like this is me. I, my brain genuinely works best on a morning for, for creative tasks. I'm going to do my integral stuff then. You know, I'll do my important stuff then. Or maybe I'm not so hot in the morning. I'll do my interesting stuff. I'll refill the willpower by learning a bit of coding or by, you know, whatever, doing some design work, you know, stuff that fuels me. So that, that would be a big, big thing that I'd take, stick it in the backpack. And it's always a place that I like to reset to, you know, if a team member's struggling with anything, if a team member's ever saying, listen, I'm feeling a little bit busy. I'm a bit bogged down. Can't really decide what to do next. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Just restart with that. Go back to that. And it really clears things up for you. I use it all the time myself. But the suggestion isn't that you get rid of all of the stuff that's just
0: interesting. It's just to acknowledge where it is and make sure you're not just doing
1: all of the interesting stuff and none of the integral stuff, I'm assuming. If we break those down a little bit further, the important stuff is the stuff you have to do to get traction in the business. The integral stuff is the stuff that you have to do to have a business. So what I'm talking about there is the important stuff is like send that proposal, make sure that you book that client meeting to make that sale, whatever it is that means that you can generate income and keep that business going in a profitable manner. That's the important stuff. And it depends on your role. It depends on your industry. The integral stuff is all the stuff that you're like, well, I know I've got to do it, but it's not the most interesting and it's not that important. So if I, you know, maybe I have an afternoon lull, you know, 2 PM, I'm a little bit down on my energy levels. Maybe I'm sort of, okay, I do the integral stuff, which is the admin, it's the invoice, and it's the checking in on payment terms, you know, if I'm a service business, it's the basics, it's the accounts, it's reconciling zero and getting that to the bookkeepers, you know, whatever. It's the stuff that you legally have to do to run a business. And it's also like emails and phone calls. And then the interesting stuff is this stuff, you know, the stuff that we're doing now, or it's, the creative bits that aren't necessarily your job, but that you enjoy doing. It's the, go, it's the playing the piano. It's the, you know, going to hit some golf balls or going to the gym for an hour. It's all that stuff. And all that does is it fuels your willpower so you can do more of the important stuff, you know? And if you've read um, The One Thing by Gary Kelly, you know, he posits that willpower is a finite resource that can be depleted and replenished. And the idea is with the interesting stuff that it's that that re- uh, replenishes the depleted stock of the willpower. So yeah, that's that's the sort of breakdown with that. Now, the real key factor with this is that, when you record your day, like you and I both know David, like how we are effective at different types of day. Like I'm great at this talking stuff and I'm, I'm not saying I'm a great talker, but I'm like, I know I can talk at this time of day and I'll be, I'll be all right at it. And in the morning I could do the same. Like I could still have this conversation with you, but I know that if I did, you know, we've just been doing testing for Captivate 2.0. I know if I did that now, my brain would be all over the place because my energy levels were a little bit less than they were. And my creative brain's not there. If I do that in the morning, you and I still get the same result in the afternoon, but actually the important stuff's done. Mm. So it's, that's a real depth of understanding. And just to kind of finish that, that bit off, there are times when you can't do eight hours and there are times when you don't want to do eight hours. Like who the hell sets their own business up to work eight hours a day? Not me you know, that's silly. Why would you do that? Just get a job. It's easier. So the notion is that sure, because we love what we do, we are going to do eight hour days, but we don't have to. So if something happens, if it's nice weather and your kids come up at lunchtime and said, you know what, shall we go out? Your important stuff's done. So that's, that's a huge, huge thing. And I think a lot of people don't get that. I think it, you know, it took me years to get it, but I think if you can, if you can nail it, suddenly you feel a lot freer. You know, you're not bound by this constant to-do list. So it's fascinating to me, man. I love Mm,
0: it. Nice one. Okay, well, I'm feeling really generous today, so I'm going to allow you something extra in that backpack. You've been podcasting for, how do I put this nicely, a long time. If I allowed you a golden nugget of advice for newbie podcasters that you can put in your backpack, what would that be?
1: Get a microphone. (laughs)
0: Get a decent yeah, better, microphone, right?
1: You better do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't have to be expensive. Now, that is sort of a flippant answer, but it's also not at the same time. Like, spend 80 quid on a Samsung Q2U um, if you're in the UK or an, an ATR 2100 um, if you're in the US. You know, let's let us make sure that that's clear, um, that a microphone is vital. But I think when it comes to podcasting, you know, all that stuff that I said about, you know, the, the user experience with Steve Jobs, the, the, the E-Myth Revisited, stepping out of your business and looking down upon it, Um And working through the the, the triple I principle, you know. These are all things that you should be looking at in your podcast as well. So the one golden nugget for that would be focus on what's important, which is good content. Everything else can be changed, but you ain't going to go re-record episode one or episode two or episode 20 because you're 20 episodes in and that's a hell of a lot of work. So focus on the content. The other stuff is great. You know, the design of the cover art should be decent, but you can do that on Canva now. It's free. You know, focus on really the quality of the content. Now, when I'm talking about quality of content, I'm not talking length of content. If you've got badass content, that's three minutes long, just that's the content, you know, sometimes my episodes are five minutes, sometimes the 45 minutes, it doesn't matter, you know, so that would be a key principle would be get a decent mic, because there are only two things that will throw someone off listening, get a decent mic and focus on quality content, regardless of length, because if your quality is bad, like if I'm out here, how much worse does that sound? You know, if I'm I'm sort of down here and everything's a little bit echoing, I'm quieter. You know, I've got to be I've got to be here and it's gotta be good quality. And if I'm not clear, if I don't have a structure, if I don't have focus, then people aren't gonna tune back in. So those two things are vital. Everything else can come later. You can revamp your artwork, sort your website out, you can worry about your analytics, you can worry about your Patreon and you know your Twitter, whatever. Those two things will stop people listening. So get those done. And that that's always the place that you should start. You know, That would be the thing that I'd stick in the backpack would be just what are we talking about and what tech are we using? Just those two bits. Let's just nail that. We could do that in an hour. Easy. Thank you. Well, you, your backpack is packed. You've got
0: Steve Jobs coming with you. Because sometimes we don't pack all, everything ourselves. What is the one thing you hope is not in that backpack?
1: Perfection. Get that out. We do not want that in there. Perfection takes time and is never achieved because as we develop, we get better. And as we get better, we see things that we would improve and thus perfection never exists. And that that would be the big, you know, that would be the, the, the big core concept that I would shift. You know, we released software that wasn't ready. You know, we've released all sorts of things in the past that weren't ready, you know? And then you get them ready when you need to get them ready. You know, you've got to just do your MVP in a podcast, you know, term it's minimum minimum viable podcast. What do you need to get out? You know, when we released Captivate version one, we're, we're in the throes of 2.0 that's launching tomorrow as we're talking. But version uh, version one, you know, we had version 0.5 before that and then version 0.1 before that, and it didn't do anything apart from publish episodes to RSS feed. But now it does so much more. If, if we'd have been perfect, we'd have never launched. We'd have never got to 2.0 because version one wouldn't have existed. So that's the big thing to get out. And I think when it comes to podcasting, don't worry about the ums and the ahs. Don't worry about the kind of, how do I sound? My voice is a little bit robotic, you know? That's all right. You'll get better at that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 1,300 and something episodes in, and I'm only, you know, I'm only just confident enough to record an episode without scripting it. And I think that's, that's just the perfection thing is huge because it stops great people doing good work. Cool. Uh, I really wanted to do a
0: robot voice then. So, Mark, the next question is... <laughs> <laughs> that was Perfect. So the final question though is where do you hope you are or are not going on this fictional gig that you're taking Steve Jobs and your backpack on?
1: Never going back to an office. Good lord, like corporate office. You know, maybe an office that we've got, but never going back to a corporate office. I think as a as a podcaster, I have to talk about this from a podcasting lens you know, I'm never going back to not creating a podcast. I'm never going back to the place that that, that stopped me from creating because I was worried about what people thought. I'm always moving to a place where that one listener is the only one that I care about. That 10 listeners are the people that I care about, the 50 listeners, and then the 100 and the 1000, the 10,000. Those people are the people that I care about. So I, I never want to go back to a place with anyone, where they go back to this place of being worried about whether whether or not I should share my voice. Should I say these things? Should I, should I be myself? Should I open up because I'm scared of what people think, you know, I never want to go back to that place. And I don't, if I was coaching people, I would never want them to go back. And I'm sure Steve would be along for the ride on that as well. You know, mm-hmm. he was probably, he was out there as probably the, 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 the most open version of that. Um, you know, he did certainly did things in his way. And I think, you know, as you become a podcaster, I think you become more fascinated by the confidence that you breed through podcasting. You know, you be, as, as you share the opinions that you hadn't shared before, the people that are on your podcast or listening to your podcast, well, some of those actually agree with you. And that's great. And you find validation and you get better and more confident. Um, so never go back to being that person that doesn't want to share their voice. Superb. Mark, this has been brilliant. If people want to know more, where can they go? I reckon you can go to Captivate.fm if you want to get started with your own podcast. But generally, just hit me up on Twitter if you want to talk, um, or if you want to talk podcasting or whatever, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Asquith.
0: Oh, okay. And I will just give a, a personal plug on this in that Captivate does have a load of articles as well about how to get started. So whether it's equipment or technique or approach or marketing, whatever else, there's loads
1: on there as well. Yeah, we've got a heck of a lot on there. Yeah, we've got a big how to start a podcast resource center. So absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Mark Asquith, for being a
0: guest on The Coach's Backpack. My sincere pleasure, David. Thanks for having me, buddy. And thank you for joining us on this episode of The Coach's Backpack. If you would like extra goodies such as free tools, offers, further info about our guests, and maybe even the odd peek inside their actual backpack, sign up to our mailing list at thecoachesbackpack.com. And don't forget to follow the podcast too. See you next time.